again, in my own personal experience, <laughs> I haven't seen you know anybody stick to a keto diet for mm-hmm. longer than like you know four or five days and then it's off, right? Yeah. Same with paleo. Same with you know just low carb. The worst is low calorie diets, like you know the oh, low calorie yeah. you know crash diets with you know six meals a day in intervals of three hours or two hours, right? Like nobody can stick to that either. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's true. Whoever said life is short wasn't trying hard enough. Welcome to Dead Set on Living, a lifestyle podcast that takes you off the beaten path of health and wellness and highlights unique ways to live a longer, stronger, and more fulfilling life. Now, here's your badass host who once fought the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland and won, Lynn Bravo. So for me, my choice to become a vegan was because I read The Diet for New America back in the day, yeah. in the 80s or 90s, whenever that was. And, you know, it was the rising of our understanding of what in- industrial farming was, all the suffering of these animals that were being grown in such inhumane ways. And so that mm-hmm. put me right off. I thought, I'm never eating meat again. And, <laughs> and I didn't for a long, long time. But if, if any part of our choice to be a vegetarian or vegan deals with animal cruelty, then why on earth do we want our food to look like an animal product? Like for me, I didn't desire that. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, because mm-hmm. uh, because I, the thought of human... Of yeah, you were human, doing it for ethical of, reason, yeah, reasons, human, so... The thought of animal flesh <laughs> on my plate, whether well, it was real or fake... Well, that happens in some fake. cultures, too, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did consider cannibalism, but yeah. changed my mind. The thought of, like, the, the sensation of seeing a slab of what looked like animal meat on my plate just wasn't there. Like, yeah. if I was going to save the animals and not eat them, why on earth would I want to put something on my plate that look like a piece of animal, like a piece of bacon or a chicken nugget or whatever, or a piece of fish. Like So my decision, I must say I did try a few of these fake meat things, but uh, in general, I chose to not make my food look like meat. Oh, you and I had a fun conversation about this the other day, remember? About, oh, about po- the night that I, I made... I- <laughs> I made, uh, yeah, I made pulled mushroom pulled pork. Yeah, exactly. That... Well, I think it was how it goes. Because I had, pork. I, I had made, you know, uh, oyster mushroom, barbecued oyster mushrooms, right? Yeah. And I shredded them. And admittedly, it did look like pulled pork when I shredded them, but it was just shredded oyster mushrooms in barbecue sauce. And I, I remember people eating with this saying, "Oh, vegan pulled pork." And I said, "No, it's just." pulled mushrooms with barbecue sauce <laughs> like why do you have to name it a meat <laughs> that, that whole thing just kind of makes me laugh so yeah. so yeah you you and i were talking about wouldn't it be great to have pork pulled mushrooms yeah where where pork like pulled pork tasted yeah. like mushrooms or a steak that tastes like a carrot i mean that's where we <laughs> should be going is to try and make our meat taste like vegetables right it fascinates me. It fascinates yeah. me that this obsession for vegans and vegetarians to have or want food to look like meat. I just feel yeah. like that's such a curious yeah, it's, thing. It's, yeah, it's something you can't really... Or, or I mean, name you, their food after meat. You sh- know? Sure, yeah. Vegan pulled pork. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I would like to talk... The thing that we mentioned earlier that's really out there right now that kind of made me think this would be a fun topic to talk about was these new vegan burgers that have come out. You've probably heard of the yeah, Impossible the Burger Beyond, and Beyond Meat, Beyond meat yeah. burgers and that sort of thing. What are your thought of, thoughts about those burgers in particular as far as uh, it relates to nutrition and health? 
Yeah, well, I'm I'm always, you know, of the I'm on the side of like whole food. So, yeah, for me those are like a no-go, right? Yeah. All you have to do is just look at the list of ingredients, right? And you you start to like first I know, off But he, don't, I mean, I don't know how many vegans and vegetarians you know, uh, but but I know so I many. Know, I know and, a few. And they're they're so excited. But finally, we can get these yeah. burgers everywhere, and they look just like meat, and they even bleed like meat. And yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, it's they're and, so excited, and now my kids can have them. Now they're going to eat healthy plant based food instead of beef because beef will kill you and all this stuff. Yeah, like they're yeah. so excited to see these foods on the market as for choices sure. for themselves and their kids. Yeah, what and and it's heavily processed, so. Yeah, that's kind of where I part ways with that stuff. It's like, eh, yeah, anything processed is no good on on either side. So right, exactly. whether it's animal, yeah, yeah. Based I mean, like a, a beef based hot dog is any better for you than a vegan hot dog, in my opinion, right? They're they both no, junk they're food. equally equally they're, they're processed, both processed right? right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, these companies like Impossible Foods, for example, have spent, I think I, think I read like recently, like $300 million to promote these products, but they're saying they're wow. sustainable and they're saying they're better for you. How can they say that? Because the overall, in my, when I was a vegan anyway, my overall vegan philosophy was to do no harm to animals and the planet, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause you, your sustainability was part of that package of the way I was thinking. And yet these burgers are made from genetically engineered, industrially grown, soil depleting, glyphosate or Roundup sprayed plant protein sources. Like how vegan is that? Like vegan burgers rely on annual annual, uh, agricultural systems as opposed to perennial. So in other words, the one-time grow of a crop. So that's usually monocropping like soybeans, wheat and corn and canola. And all of those crops are monocropped, one crop per field. And it destroys the soils, it destroys wildlife in the form of bees, butterflies. And they use synthetic fertilizers and cancer-linked Monsanto roundup like to me that's just flies in the face of what for me was all about being a vegan right can i read you something because i think this is really cool so this was an art thing that's out on online about impossible foods the fda in the u.s disagreed with impossible foods safety assessment of its genetically engineered soya leg hemoglobin, which is a genetically engineered protein that has never been in the human diet before and is the one that makes the impossible burger bleed. Companies selling the the companies selling these burgers and are selling them anyway without warning consumers about the FDA's concerns. Don't you think that's kind of outrageous? Yeah, that's uh, definitely a scary thing, right? For people's health. I mean, I don't know, or it speaks to how like powerful those companies are there yeah 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 it's it's pretty alarming so you know i I want to make clear again that we're not vegan bashing here Uh, what are we are bashing i'm I'm saying that over and over again because you know there's there's, you want to people stop listening if they think you don't agree with veganism right so well i (laughs) so i I, I I think oh yeah sorry no i was just gonna say yeah there's no i don't think there's any reason to bash veganism right like it's just i think we're here to talk about like eating whole foods and not processed foods, right? So we're bashing processed foods. Yes, yeah. I think the main point we're trying to make today is is that we're trying to help people see and and be understand the the dangers and the hazards of 
plant and meat-based processed foods, and industrial farming of annual crops for food production purposes, whether it be soy, wheat, or corn for creating fake meat or vegan foods, or the grains used or to for, feed animals, yeah, right? So that whole animals. industrial yeah. farming and the processed foods that comes out of it, that's what we're definitely what an we're, issue. We're, we're considering Absolutely. this being a, the main issue. So I just wanted to just just again because looking at ingredients on boxes, I also find a fascinating thing because I, I have done this myself where I'll look at the list of ingredients and I, I know that if I don't know what it is, I should be worried. And I know that even <laughs> the stuff I do know what it is is bad. It's like I'm blind to that. And I look at it and see, well, it's got, like, here's five whole foods in this package of food. Sure. So I know it's got all those other ones at the end there, but it's got these five whole foods in it. So I'm going to buy it. Like, it's, it's amazing how we can fool ourselves into thinking that it's okay if it's got a few recognizable names in it. And we just kind of disregard yeah. and throw aside the stuff Almost that over, we don't know. overlook the bad stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't do that anymore. But I used to, I remember, I remember that transition from not reading labels yeah. to reading them and not necessarily caring about what else was in there and not even knowing what some of the stuff was, but it sounded okay. Sure. And, and that's a big point I want to talk about is it's sounding okay. And, uh, or, and then now to the point where, I try not to buy anything processed so I don't have to worry about what's in it because I'm not buying processed food anymore. Yeah, you're eating so whole foods. Some of the things you, yeah. So yeah. some of the things that people will see that think may sound okay and yeah. aren't, uh, I'll just name a couple. I think you had a couple you wanted to mention too is that first one is soy protein isolate. It sounds okay because it sounds like it's just soy protein, right? So, ah, that's okay. You'll give that a skip and think that it's all right. Well, you and I know that, that soy isn't necessarily great for you, but if it's organic and fermented, and fermented, yeah, then, then it's, it's okay in smaller great, quantities, yeah. right? And small. And so, natto is an example of that. Or, but, uh, but I have to say that I just can't stomach <laughs> it myself. No, but I haven't there's tried lots of people it, so. who who do like it, okay. But yeah. it's not as delicious as tofu and all that other stuff, or or as innocuous as tofu, which just absorbs the flavor of whatever you're cooking it in. Yeah. But yeah. Um, soy in general is not a healthy food to eat. Soybean isolate does pose a health risk, though. Uh, some of the things that soybean soy protein isolate can cause are uh, decreased libido. Oh, no. Uh, mood swings, depression, anxiety, erectile dysfunction. Oh, no. Protein malabsorption, depressed thyroid function, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and lots more. There's lots of Harvard studies, and I know that studies are, yeah, they're kind of questionable, but they showed that they did, a, I was in reading about a study where they had men uh, consuming the equivalent like of soy product to equivalent the equivalent of one cup of soy milk per day, and they had fifty percent lower sperm count than men that didn't consume soy. Took into account other factors like age, caffeine, alcohol, and stuff. In women, they did the study as well, showing that soy ice protein isolate stimulated the growth of estrogen-dependent tumors in breast found in breast cancer. Uh, also, it's high in in phytic and phytates, phytic acid and phytates, which presents the prevents the absorption of magnesium, iron, calcium, and phosphorus, just to name a few. And it, this, which is very problematic for children, it can also interfere with the thyroid function. It's high in phytoestrogens that blocks normal estrogen, leading to hormonal imbalances and so on. So, this uh, it can cause hormonal imbalances and even cancer, and it can cause very heavy, painful periods for women. It, the trouble is, is it's very highly processed. And even at, near the end of the process where it's acid washed, it's acid washed in aluminum tanks. And 
a huge amount of aluminum leaks into the into the final product. Um, so, and then these resulting curds from this process are spray dried at high temperatures to produce the high protein powder. Whether it's pea protein isolate or soy, it is considered to be a very processed food. Yeah, it sounds like and has like, been yeah, highly you know, quite processed. damaged yeah. in the process. Um, another one that uh, I think you had mentioned when we were talking was the canola oil. Canola oil is uh, rapeseed that's been highly pressured to force out the oil, first of all, but then to extract the rest of the oil, it goes through a 70-minute wash of a chemical solvent. And the chemical solvent is hexane, which is a neuro, it's a petrochemical-based product, and it's neurotoxin. And then after the oil has been produced, it's washed with sodium hydroxide, which is lye. And now there's still waxes in the oil, so now they, they, uh, they, they filter that out, and that becomes vegetable shortening. And then they bleach it. And, and my friend uh, Paul Beattie, who talked about essential fatty acids, talked about this. So what's left now is this horrible smelling oil that is so oxidized, it's not even funny. So then they steam inject it through a heating process to deodorize it so that oh, it doesn't wow. smell like rotten oh, oil. And canola oil is extremely inflammatory. It's an industrialized unhealthy vegetable oil and those vegan burgers at least the ones i was looking at the ingredients had canola you were looking too right had canola oil in them yeah yeah it's omega-6 is yeah highly inflammatory and then also raises blood pressure that that omega-6 is highly inflammatory that's in these oils yeah causes uh heart attacks and retains water so it's definitely definitely something you want to avoid at all costs i mean we do need we do need omega-3 and Mm omega-6 in our diet but it's just that almost everything that we consume especially if you're not eating whole like a whole food diet uh contains a lot of omega-6 a lot of bad omega-6 bad omega-6 yeah and so that that just throws off the ratio we're not getting enough omega-3 and way too much omega-6 right Mm -hmm. so yeah you definitely want to avoid well i mean we keep going back to the same point. It's just yeah. don't, yeah, don't yeah. avoid. We sound like a broken record. Do <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> want to mention uh, well, an, was in one of the ingredients? The one lists. that kind of stood out to me was the maltodextrin. It's you know one of the main ingredients in that burger and uh, uh, also one of the main ingredients in weight gainers for bodybuilders. So, so it's going to, I mean, if you're not working out like a bodybuilder, you're, gonna, you're not going to gain muscle. You're gonna gain fat from from things like that, right? And and there's already an obesity epidemic in you know, in most in North America for sure and a lot of the world. And uh so it causes weight gain, uh gas and bloating and it's been linked to asthma too, so that's another mm-hmm. no go. Another Yeah. yeah. So one of the ones uh, that I, I I would be remiss not highlighting is MSG, because we yeah, uh, so many people I talk to don't realize what MSG they know what it is and they know it's bad sure but they yeah. think if it doesn't say on MSG on the package then there is no MSG on yeah, it. yeah so I really want to enlighten right? you guys about MSG because I consider this to be a real problem so. We know that it's a flavor enhancer. Uh, it, what it is actually is they've added one sodium molecule to the amino acid called glutamic acid or glutamic acid, which is found naturally in foods, but they've added an extra sodium molecule to it. Another another amino acid called aspartic acid, which is aspartame and NutraSweet, for example. These and, and glutamic acid can't be neutralized or converted and flushed out of the body very easily. Like glutamic acid is found naturally in 
foods. And when we eat it with all our other mixed foods in our, in our stomach and mm-hmm. so on, it is handled and flushed to the liver, no problem at all. But when, when we have it added to food in the form of this uh, uh, MSG, it, it's now in our body in excess and it causes neurotoxicity because it's, a neuro, it's actually a nerve stimulant and it changes how your taste buds taste food. So you can put like really awful tasting things in your mouth that have MSG on it and you'll think it tastes fine, like it tastes good. Like it's quite remarkable how it affects us. But the it's neurotoxicity brutal. of it is extremely concerning. Now, here's the thing is that the FDA doesn't require food manufacturers to label foods with them that have them, label them to say that there's MSG in them unless the ingredient they put in is 99% pure MSG. So if it's wow. produced as a result of protein hydrolysis, like the soy protein, hydrolyzed soy, soy protein, or as a byproduct of protein processing, then they don't have to put it on the label. Wow. So if it has so some of these other things it. in it, it's got sure. MSG in it. So wow. protein hydrolysis-based glutamates or MSG are found in almost every highly processed food in some form. And I think it's neat to hear what some of these names for it are because I think people look at these and they sound okay or they don't know what it is so Mm -hmm. they think it's okay so here's some of the names for MSG that you'd see on your labels one is glutamic acid glutamate calcium glutamate sodium or calcium caseinate which which also goes by the name on labels as bullion broth stock or malt extract are all one of these caseinates, which is MSG. Yeast extract, anything hydrolyzed, so hydrolyzed vegetable protein, which you see on so many things. Soy protein isolate, whey protein isolate, calcium caseinate, yeast food or yeast nutrient, gelatin, textured vegetable protein. Those are all MSG basically. Mm. And they all contain MSG. And then then, then there's other foods that you may not realize actually produce free glutamic acid. So as they produce MSG is carrageenan. Carrageenan is a real problem. And again, you see that in a lot of foods. Maltodextrin, citric acid or citrate, barley malt, pectin, soy sauce or soy extract, seasonings or national flavors, flavors. You should look, guys. Should look up natural flavors, and what they are, because yeah, it's not what you think. It's not if it's strawberry flavored. Let and me it guess, they're not like natural. No. no. Well, they are. Well, yes, they, they are. are natural. Yeah. But you don't realize where they come from. Up until recently, strawberry and vanilla natural extract wasn't from vanilla beans or strawberries. It was from a gland from the beaver near its anus, near its anal gland, <laughs> that produces something that tastes like strawberry slash vanilla. Wow. And it was used for 80 years in the food industry as a flavoring, a natural flavor. And another... Well, that'll <laughs> another turn one, everyone off from I that know, now. <laughs> but they, don't, they aren't using it anymore no? for that okay. now. Probably because the beavers got fed up of having their gland squeezed. Yeah. <laughs> So, so and, then, and then there's other things that are natural flavings or natural colorings. Like one that's very well known, I, uh, you may have heard of, is the cochineal insects. They use, from, I think it's South America, because it, it produces red coloring. Wow. So it's a natural coloring, but it's the crushed bodies of an insect from South America. Look out, vegans. Um, so... <laughs> So, and, and speaking of that, you know, when you, I, what always really kind of grosses me out is if you look at what the government 
policies are, regulations are for how many insects and rodent uh, feces and so on are allowed in all our different foods. Like even if you're a vegan, if you're eating processed food, I can assure you, you're eating some animals because <laughs> when you see what's allowed in, as, as in these some of the foods, it's quite, quite amazing. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, so the point being here is, is that you don't have to memorize all the things that are in your food. We really just want you to be aware that when you read the label, like read the label and know that some of these foods that sound okay aren't. And, mm-hmm. and they're just being named. And so they don't. And even if a food says no MSG in it, it's probably loaded with MSG because it has all these other things in it. And the FDA doesn't require them to say. And well, that, that's interesting because that kind of brings me to what I was thinking about uh, what the burger is also missing, right? The Beyond, Beyond Meat burger. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, so it's not only what foods do have, but also what they don't have that you might want to watch for, right? Like one of them is saturated fats, mm-hmm. right? Which is has been shown again and again to raise LDL, Mm -hmm. which is the good cholesterol, Mm -hmm. right? So it's also been shown to turn, change LDL, small, dense, bad uh, cholesterol into a large LDL, which is mostly benign. Mm -hmm. So Okay. And so you're saying that these burgers don't have saturated fat in them or not much saturated fat? Well, yeah, little to none, right? Oh, is it? Okay, I didn't notice that. Well, saturated mm-hmm. fats mostly come from animal well, products, true. right? Yes, so there's yeah. no, yeah. It doesn't have, you know, an avocado in every burger. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> or coconut oil. <laughs> okay, no, that's a good point as well, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to point out, I, textured vegetable protein's a big one because I, I don't think you even knew what that was, lucky for you, Ryan. Uh, I, I used it a little bit when I was a vegan, but I, I just came to feel that it wasn't a whole food. It was processed, so I stopped using it. But again, I just hear so many people talking about their veganism or their vegetarianism, and they're talking about how great, I think it's Eve's products, for example, make something called Just Like Ground. So it looks like ground beef, but wow. it's soy-based, right? Yeah. Or vegan-based. And uh, <clears throat> Terrible. Uh, yeah. So again, you ha- you have to, again, this desire to try and imitate meat and, you know, your tacos and so on, resist going to something like this, that's a textured vegetable protein, because like, for example, you can, oh, you can also buy bags of textured vegetable protein. One of the brands that's considered to be, and I've always found them to be quite good is Bob's Red Mill. Most people who eat healthy have heard of that. He sells all kinds of flowers and, uh, you know, uh, grains and things in, in bags and he's, yeah, they're yeah, considered to be them. a good product, yeah. right? Well, if you look at their bag of textured vegetable protein, it mm-hmm. says defatted soy flour is the ingredient. Wow. So it, it, and it says it's been cooked under pressure and then dried. That doesn't sound too bad. But making flour is a processing thing, first of all. So as soon as it's made into flour, it's processed. But then how do they defat the soy flour? They don't tell you that. Now we're getting into a heavily processed food because the TVP, I love this, 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 I love it when you read and find out how things are made. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> fascinating to me. So TVP or texture vegetable protein is produced by thermoplastic extrusions of defatted soya protein flour with a protein content of 50%. So what's thermoplastic? So thermoplastic is a large molecule that turns to a liquid when it's heated and freezes to a very glassy state when cooled sufficiently. And extrusion, as you all probably know, is industrial processing technique used to create an object that has a certain shape or cross-sectional shape, right? So the defatted thermoplastic proteins 
are heated to a point where they are denatured into a fibrous, insoluble, porous unit that can absorb water. Right? And eating these highly processed foods can, can cause allergic reactions and it can actually do damage to our cellular DNA. So these are foreign molecules, TVP, that have, have been industrial and chemically altered. And okay. again, like canola oil, guess what's used to create the solvent to get the oil out of the soybeans? It's hexane. <laughs> and uh, again, these whole beans, the soybeans are bathed in hexane to separate the oil from the protein. And some texture veggie protein contains wheat and other gluten components as well. And it's almost always MSG flavored by something that's MSG. So again, it's just, you know, even when you think you're buying from a quality, reputable company i mean probably they do make a very the best quality Conscious tvp that's to, out there but you still the have the best thing but it's yeah, still like processed, go right? look at how your food's being yeah. made like and process yeah. like just read about it I, I mean there's like it's so these days with google you can find out how anything's made right so do the homework if you're going to eat processed foods do the homework and make sure that they're safe to eat because you know, it, it doesn't mean it's just because it's not, for example, with, 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 the, with the fake meat thing that's going on right now, just because it's a plant-based product doesn't mean it's healthy or safe or sustainable. Ryan, what the heck is happening to our food supply? Are they trying to kill us or what? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's a topic for another podcast. Is it? No, I'm just okay. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go into the uh, conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like, uh, well. Uh, oh, I've just it, been, it, I've just outed myself as a conspiracy theorist. So oh, oh, are I you really? <laughs> Absolutely. Are they trying are to make me? us all dumb and stupid? Absolutely. And malleable. And weak. <laughs> and weak. And, yeah. <laughs> course <laughs> <laughs> it's uh you know the food industry like i've read i've read you know mounds of information that it's sad because ultimately it does just come down to money right they're not going to use real flavoring because it costs too much money and mm-hmm. they can't compete with their competitors they have to use chemically derived flavorings or colors because it's cheap and mm-hmm. uh, um you know it's uh you know what was the one i was thinking about yeah, like cereals and candies, right? You know yeah. how brightly colored they are? Like, For sure. I won't name names, but brightly colored candies, brightly colored cereals. Mm-hmm. I was reading that uh, the the colors that make, that make them that bright are actually derived from petroleum-derived chemicals. Wow. And that impairs brain function linked to ADHD and behavioral problems. But yep. the companies don't care. It's all about... It's cheaper than using the real stuff, right? Yep, and yep. and I've I've listened to a lot of actually a couple of TED talks I was listening to about mothers and their children and how they were having so many problems with things like ADHD and behavioral problems and brain yeah. function. It's, and it's as soon all as they got their diet, kids all of off that processed foods, yeah, complete turnaround. Like over and over and over again, you hear that same story coming out now. And most of the health problems in North America are, are directly linked to diet for sure. Oh yeah, to yeah. what you consume. For sure. I mean, just again, it's like, it's not like, what are the odds of it being not what you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> there's, what are the odds of the way you're feeling and the way you're experiencing life and the way your health is, is manifesting? Like, what are the odds that it's not related to what you're doing, right? Right, of course. There are, there are other factors. There are like environmental factors and like, you know, bad luck. I mean, let's not overlook that. There are people like good people that live healthy lives that do 
run into health issues mm-hmm. that are beyond their control. But for all in all, like a lot of the health issues in North America are definitely linked to food. Yeah. Linked yeah. to what you're doing, right? Food and uh, and how it's grown. Because Absolutely. the glyphosate yeah. problem with Roundup yeah. is huge in yep. my opinion. Yeah. Whether it's vegetarian fake meats or or whether it's grain to feed animals, industrial grown animals, soy and canola are destroying the planet, basically. They're the two biggest monocrops in, in America. And they're doused with chemicals and there's no way to grow these crops in, in a way that food should be grown. So so it's just not sustainable, whether it's to, for, the, for the meat eaters or for the vegans and vegetarians. It's, it's just isn't a sustainable way that we're producing our food. We've talked a little bit about how we can avoid some of these problems, focus on whole and processed foods, including all our vegetables, grains, legumes, fruits, nuts, seeds, organic and grass-fed meat. Uh, and organic dairy, and making sure your proteins are clean, preferably organic, uh, and cook at home. Uh, And don't eat anything with a wrapper. (laughs) And if you can't do that, avoid processed foods with more than five whole food ingredients. So that's a pretty nice uh, way of of, uh, reframing how you're going to start eating and buying your foods now. So that will help Mm -hmm. quite a bit. But It's a good uh, start for sure. mm -hmm. So I would like to try to talk about, though, what can we do about getting our food to be produced in a better way? Um, because my feeling is that no matter what your dietary choice may be, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, whatever, you have to understand that industrial agriculture for both meat and vegetables is a cancer-linked, bee-killing carbon-busting, soil-destroying, water-polluting, ocean-acidifying, human and planetary health disaster. How's that for a moment? Yeah. (laughs) Factory Uh, farming? Industrial (laughs) agriculture is destroying the planet's oxygen system by killing off plankton via excess CO2. I was lucky last November to go down to a functional medicine conference in... um, in Orlando, Florida, and uh, I met one of my my heroes, Doctor Zach Bush. He's a very cool guy. His he's um, doctor of internal. He has uh, two or three different medical degrees: internal medicine, endocrinology, and metabolism. And he's a cancer specialist in palliative care. He is. He gave a lecture on the the damage that glyphosate is doing, which is we you know know commonly as Roundup, uh, to 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 us as human beings. Never mind the animals in the soil as well. But mm-hmm. but he showed the map of how how the increase in the use of Roundup over the years has yep. concentrated in the center of the U.S. so heavily, where all the farming, yep. the major farming areas. Yep. That and and it's all getting into the water system. And if they check the water system all the way down the Mississippi, right down, the highest incidence of cancer is the lower you are on that the watershed. Lower, the lower you are, the yeah. higher you are. So it's like New Orleans and in Louisiana and so on that have that have got the highest cancer rates of anywhere in the U.S. Wow. And and it's clearly the evidence is there to show that it's glyphosate that's that's causes. I you you may not realize that glyphosate or Roundup is actually an antibiotic. So what it's doing is when mm-hmm. they're applying it to the crops uh, to can kill all the weeds and so on, and when they've created genetically modified crops to tolerate being sprayed, which now has made the food into something unrecognizable, it goes into the ground. Like it does go into the ground. And it because it's an antibiotic, it's um, it's destroying all the bacteria and and creatures in the Good soil. And bad, yeah. yeah, that yeah. are that are needed for 
for, for soil health. For sure. And so you're seeing these fields now of, of monocrop fields of corn, wheat, and soy. They're dead. Like there's nothing there. The yeah. farmers have to literally add everything. They have to add all the fertile, chemical fertilizers and they have to spray and everything else just to try and get their crop off the field yeah. in, in, a, in a way that's, that's profitable which, for them. Which almost like makes it, it, it's almost like blaringly obvious that the only way to like change that is to go to um, pasture raised livestock, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, cause, cause that takes out that whole system and, exactly. and re-fertilizes the land, the, the soil, Yes. Yeah. So the, the yeah, you're right. Exactly. The most sustainable way of producing our food is going to be what they would call regenerative agriculture. That's right. So because that will increase biodiversity, it enriches the soil, improves mm-hmm. the watersheds, enhances the ecosystem services, and both vegan diets and paleo diets or meat eating diets can both be regenerative, or not. Like they aren't a lot of them now, but yeah. they can be. For and, sure. And and so you know, what is sustainable is supporting your local farmers. And you're right, grass-fed meat is sustainable. They say, they like to think it's not, but it is because there's a symbiotic relationship between land and animals. They need each other. Like animals feed the land. It's all the animal waste that feeds the land and nourishes it. And then the farmer can grow nutrient-rich produce Mm -hmm. and vegetables and fruits because they've got this rich soil. Not only is it sustainable, but it it could actually reverse a lot of damage that's been done. Yep, because it sequesters carbon from the air that over time we can actually reduce all the carbon that's currently in our atmosphere causing greenhouse effects it could be sequestered if we switch to sustainable and uh, regenerative agriculture Mm -hmm. and uh, so every all the harm that's been done can be undone maybe that's why they uh they worship cows in some cultures right (laughs) (laughs) yes Thank you for your poop. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of really cool guys. Zach Bush is one. And I just wanted to mention a little bit more about Zach Bush, if I may. So he has, you he's, may. he's created a product <laughs> called Restore. And Restore is, I think it's lignin. It's some sort of, it's a component of soil that you can ingest or drink. It's like a little, sort of, it looks like dirty water. Okay. You can you can ingest it. And what it does is it helps prevent pre- repair the damage done to the tight junctions between the cells in your gut Mm. so you know because we have a lot of people have leaky gut so it can repair repair that yeah but all of his profits all of his profit from selling restore goes to a group called farmer's footprint and farmer's footprint if you look it up is 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 quite exciting uh, what he's trying to do here so he exposes the science behind roundup or glyphosate impact on human and environmental health and uh, his mission with farmer's footprint is to regenerate five million acres of farmland by 2025 it's an educational grassroots movement that's going to change he's, he's working to change our business and legislative structures and ultimately change our consumer behavior uh, about bringing radical changes to the mega industry of agriculture and big farming, big pharma and Western medicine. So he's trying to change how we grow food. And he's using that money to help these farmers transition from this harmful form of yeah. industrial agriculture mm-hmm. to regenerative agriculture. Like nice. the, one of the That's... complaints from the farmers is they can't afford to do it. They can't make the money because it takes time to regenerate and restore and heal their yeah. land in order for them to be able to produce this way. Then, so yeah. he's using the money to pay the farmers to bridge them 
while they restore their farms to being a healthy farm so they can produce healthy food. Wow. I think that's, that's amazing. Cool. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, he, it's just very cool what he's doing. There's other things you can check out as well. There's a, a, a video out, I think it's out or it's going to be out soon, called Kiss the Ground, which is going to be awesome. It's healthy soil, healthy plants, healthy animals, healthy humans, healthy water. That's what they're looking at is how this regenerative form of agriculture is going to heal the world and provide us with safe, healthy food. Uh, and they're doing it in, uh, there's uh, some really cool videos I've seen from South America. This yeah. regenerative farming is, is happening in a big way in South America, in Colombia, for example. Um, so That's so where, it's, where these, it's needed, that, right? That's where it's needed. We, 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 whether we eat the animals or not, we need them to create a regenerative sort of agricultural system that mm -hmm. provides us food. And, and, you know, the choice will always be there in this system to eat or not eat the animals, right? You can, you can, you're going to get healthy, nutrient-rich, wholesome vegetables and fruit from this agricultural system, just like you're going to get healthy, wholesome meat, eggs, everything else from the system because it's all the animals and plants living together in a, in a, in a symbiotic in a, way that supports yeah. health. In an ecosystem in the, in that's the, healthy. Exactly, yeah. From top to bottom, for sure. So I just wanted to also mention because... I only watched one or else I think it would drive me crazy, but there's a lot of these alarmist food documentaries out there right now, like Cowspiracy and Forks Over Knives and What the Health. <laughs> and yeah. I was, one of my friends said, you have to watch What the Health because you'll, you'll pull your hair out. And uh, now that I'm bald, I can tell you that, because <laughs> I did pull my hair out. Um, it, it, it's pretty crazy. It's a nice crazy. looking wig so, you have there. It, thank you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's on Netflix, so I, I, I it, there's no harm in you watching it, and 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 I think as um, as a vegetarian, a vegan, it'll really boost your excitement about being a vegetarian or a vegan. But all I ask of you is, if you're going to watch any of those documentaries, uh, well, well, let's say the what the health one, there are there are really credible people out there that are sort of giving you the true story behind what they're using as their line of argument mm -hmm. for for their uh, for their agenda, right? So, for example, for What the Health, if you've watched that, then please look up Rob Wolf, that's R-O-B-B, Wolf. His min he has a minute-by-minute minute analysis of that whole film. He, like the whole, he goes from every minute of the film, he, he gives Talking his comments. It's not just his opinion. I have to, my, like, you, I don't know if you know Rob Wolf, but he's... Talking the, about what's valid, what's not, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, he, but not just him saying so, not just his opinion. Sure, yeah. He has no, links it, to all the, the information that verifies that it's either false, it's a lie, it's, it's, it's leaving out important information. They've just mm -hmm. cherry-picked things that make it, it suit their argument, but they haven't given you the whole story. The people that there aren't aren't all aren't credible for whatever reason. Some of them, one of them anyway, was an activist that's been in jail and for firebombing and 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 attacking <laughs> people and doing all kinds of crazy things. So he's dedicated. So, so Rob Wolf <laughs> is a former research biochemist, and he's written two books that that are very good. One is called Wired to Eat, and the other is The Paleo Solution. So that's going to make people feel like he's biased because he's. A paleo, he mm -hmm. believes in the paleo nutrition, but he's also a, a nutrition and strength and conditioning specialist who educates uh, organizations including NASA, Naval Special Warfare, the Canadian Light Infantry, and the U.S. Marine Corps. In the, at the end of his analysis, he also provides uh, commentary from other people who who uh, you may feel are are perhaps less biased in their opinion. But again, the stressing that he's just linking you to all the information that you can go look up and see and verify what's. Being 
being said, whether all, or not yeah, it's true it's all or not. Out there, so right? he clarifies the background and credibility of every presenter on the show. He debunks all the incomplete and incorrect information and the many outright lies and lies by omission mm-hmm. that you can find in that film. So yeah, w- again, it's like anything else. Just you know, don't believe everything you read, like yeah, or hear yeah. or, say, or whatever. Like dig deeper and find dig out. deeper. Figure out you know what's true, what's not. Yeah. And how do you how do you stay? I want to say like how do you stay focused on the truth? You know, when there's so much propaganda out there. Like personally, you. Oh, okay. Well, again, I feel like it. I, one of the things that's really important to me in my journey through life is striving to be open-minded and unbiased and not have preconceived notions. Yeah, like, yeah, like I, we, I, all, we all have I, our There's been times where I've biases, read and read and read and think, oh, and... crap, they're right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you know, something I really wanted to believe wasn't true. Yeah, yeah. And the then, end, the evidence was mounting that oh maybe it is true because now I've I've read you know this thousand things and that thousand things and as I start to siphon it and funnel it all down to what my understanding or belief is going to be it wasn't what I thought it was or wished it was mm-hmm. you know so so it, it's trying to remain open and not like most people I feel don't look at trying to boost your own belief system or what mm-hmm. you think is right or true by just cherry picking information that suits your argument and and people are so guilty of that on both sides of the equation yeah yeah we we <laughs> and, all have our, our things that we want to believe but you got yeah, to learn to temper it yeah and like try I think, and I search live, for what's really my little out my there. little mantra is be in suspended judgment mm-hmm. always live life in suspended judgment because anything's possible right so. yeah <laughs> Well, never, never like think that you know too much that you're not willing to learn, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can, I'm a hundred percent sure that there's lots of things I don't know mm-hmm. or understand. So it's it's just always being open to that, and and then so each time I I come to a conclusion, and I decide, okay, I, that this all this is what I think is it's is pretty the truth. close. It's like it's my it's truth. Still flexible. Yeah. I'll try it. So I'll try it. You know, this mm-hmm. if, if eating this food is going to do this for me and everybody's saying so and it looks like all the evidence is pointing in that direction, like drinking matcha tea is good for you, then okay, I'll try it. And then, but then, then the next set of analysis comes. It's it's not about the data because I don't feel like research is going to prove much of anything. It's my personal experience at that point, right? I yeah. make a decision about what I'm going to eat is. or do <laughs> and then I'll try it. And either over time it, it has its benefits or it doesn't. And then if it, if it makes me feel worse, I'd stop eating it or drinking it. Because yeah. like we said earlier, everyone's different. Matcha tea might be the end all and be all for health, but it may not suit everyone. Some people may have reactions to it. So at the end of the, dis- of the dissolving of all this information to a conclusion, you have to try it for yourself. In, in my experience, like it seems like everything, your body's always changing. And so you have to be able to kind of pivot yeah. In the moment, right? Like, exactly. It's yeah. just... Yeah, because because I do think we get attached to things, right? right? You get attached to something because you want it to be true. Yeah. <laughs> and and you, like, might, you yeah. might start off, like you said, drinking matcha all the time, and then your body builds an intolerance to it from yeah. too much of it, right? And then right. you've got to yeah. pivot. Yeah, because, well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Because food intolerances often come from not any one thing being bad for you, but too much of one too thing. Too much is of one bad thing, thing, that's right. For you, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Because I did have my food intolerances tested, and, mm-hmm. and almonds, for example, are one of the ones I'm sensitive to. But it doesn't mean I can't eat almonds. I just shouldn't eat it. I shouldn't drink All almond milk every day, for example, because yeah. of, of too much every day is not a good thing for me. 
There was one other person I just forgot I wanted to mention was Joel Salatin, S-A-L-A-T-I-N. I love this guy. He's the coolest farmer in the U.S. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, where did and, you f- come across him? I just remember stumbling across it when, because I'm a big fan of agriculture, like, you know, with my passion for uh, aquaponics and and, and restorative agriculture. Uh, I just stumbled in him in my journey through learning about agriculture. But he's an American farmer, and he he, he believes that food should be wholesome and seasonal, raised naturally, procured locally, prepared lovingly, and eaten with profound reverence for the circle of life. He's just got a great, great way of looking at it. And um, I may choose to eat meat and vegetables and, and vegetables fruits. and fruit someone yeah. else may choose to be a vegan or a vegetarian and just want to eat the the fruits and vegetables and others may be like you know eat the vegetables and fruit mm-hmm. but want the eggs and then milk or whatever so yeah. all those things are being produced in restorative agriculture That's... we all get to eat whatever the heck we want you don't have to beat people up about it yeah, because think... you can't no longer say that it's harming the world the earth you, yeah. know, you can't say don't eat that you can't eat meat because you're harming the earth I, or you I'm don't sure... eat those vegetables and soybeans because you're harming the earth now we're all going to be able to eat food that's that isn't it's a restorative it's going to be sequestering and and sustainable and yeah exactly so it's 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 a happy conclusion Mm -hmm. you know that's the way to go i'm so passionate about it uh, yeah and i'm sure we'll we'd all agree that like just having whole foods as opposed to processed foods is just across the board nobody can disagree with that i think exactly Yeah. yeah and the cool thing about not buying processed foods is is that Instead of rushing out to a fast food place or a pizza place or whatever to mm-hmm. get supper for your family, you all get to go to the farmer's market on Saturday or the butcher and yeah. whatever, get all your kind of foods that you want and, and you get to come together. home yeah. and you cook, you, 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 your kids get to learn where food comes from, meeting all these people that are growing the foods for them and you get to cook a meal together and laugh and have fun and create memories in the kitchen and then all sit around and eat a meal together. Way better than blustering out and grabbing a pizza and coming home and woofing it down and yeah. calling it a day. Like, there's so many nice things about this this change in lifestyle when it comes to how you how you should eat. I'm just going to quickly go through, kind of compile all the takeaways on our discussion because we covered so many things. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so um, uh, look look to use small scale producers and local markets. Buy local and support your local farmers so food doesn't have to travel thousands of miles to you. Like people buying avocados, which are destroying the rainforest in South America and being shipped thousands of miles from Mexico and South America just for you to have avocados, uh, which are, you know, people think it's they're the, the end all and be all of good food for you uh, with their saturated fats and so on. But there's a huge cost, huge cost to the environment for avocados that don't grow in Canada. Buy food in season, in other words, too. Grow a garden in your backyard. I've had a vegetable garden forever. Like I grow all my food in the summer. Vegetables and things are all grown here. That might be the odd thing I'm still buying, but from a local, another person who is a bigger vegetable garden than me. <laughs> uh, but mostly I grow that and preserve it for the winter. I've still got bags of frozen San Marzano tomatoes in my freezer from last year. So try and grow. And even if you're in a small place, you know, there's, you can grow a lot of food on an urban lot. You know, you, you just grow, grow some of your food that makes a big difference. Raise chickens if you can, if you're, if you're eating meat 
and buy meat and seafood grown responsibly. Go to the farmer's market. Join the buying clubs. There's, I know there's a place called Plan B here where you can buy, get all your weekly organically grown vegetables delivered right to your house. Rejuvenating Springs in, uh, in north of Burlington. Same thing. You, all beautiful organically grown food and it can all be delivered to your house every week. Eat the food that your grandmother could be identify as being food. And don't buy man-made food-like products, like anything processed, like fake meat. You don't have to remember. You don't have to remember all the chemicals we've talked about today. Just don't eat food that's processed. It's simple. Uh, cook from scratch. Know where your food comes from, and don't get swept up in these trendy food products that promote being healthy and sustainable while it's harming the environment and your health. <laughs> so I don't like food right now. It's a lot of it is no longer our medicine. Food is medicine. Not so much anymore. Pharmaceuticals and drugs are now the main ingredients in our food. And uh, so I think the biggest thing we can do now is empower our farmers to take back our food and fight for our right for the health that food should bring us. What do you think? Agree? Totally agree. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> okay. Thanks and, for joining me. And that gun in your hand has no oh. reason why I'm, why I'm agreeing right now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Agree or else. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. You were awesome as always. I oh. love talking to you. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Bye. If you want more information on what was talked about on today's show, you can head over to the show page at deadsetonliving.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Dead Set on Living podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. That way you'll always be up to date whenever a new episode is released. As a listener, you are vital to the success of our show. By leaving a rating and review, you'll help us reach more people and continue to put out kick-ass content. Also, every time you leave a rating or review, a fairy in the forest will get its wings. But seriously, what you think is important to us and to the growth of our show. Until next time, live life and be well.